checking out Real Talk Personal Finance. Shit's about to get real. Cashflow King with you today. And in today's episode, we're going to cover what seems to be a very basic question. Do I need a tax advisor? Thanks so much for checking out the show. We really, truly appreciate it. We hope that everybody is enjoying the shorter Get Your Money Right segments that are coming out now on a weekly basis. This is a show that initially I wanted to do with sort of a friend of a friend, and that may still happen. We might bring him on later in the year. I know right now, at the time of this recording, we're starting to get into busy season for a lot of tax professionals, so it's probably not the best time for him. But he's a real character, and hopefully he'll consider joining us on the show in the future, and maybe he'll have some additional thoughts to add. But I was having a conversation recently with actually one of our premium premium subscribers, and we were just talking about the show. We were kind of brainstorming some different ideas for different episodes and just personal finance shit that comes up and the things that people think about. And one of the items that he mentioned was, how do I know when I need a tax advisor, right? And this is somebody who, and we might do a separate show on career transitions and things like that, but somebody who is making a fairly large jump in their personal financial journey with regards to employment, also with regards to income, with regards to potentially filing status at some point, things along those lines. And so he kind of had the question, you know, how the hell do I know if I need a tax person or not? And I thought it was a really good question. And quite frankly, I didn't really have a good answer. In fact, I still don't know if I have a good answer. So we talked about it for a few minutes, and I thought it might be kind of fun to just record a quick episode on this to kind of get you guys thinking about some things in terms of whether or not you need a tax advisor. And I would venture to say that it's not even just, do I need a tax advisor? Maybe you're sitting there and you already have one, but the follow-up question would be, do I have the right tax advisor? And I might go through an example or kind of paint some color into that here in a little bit. So... First of all, and, and it's funny, he said, you know, the right answer to this is when you feel like you need it. So if you want to TLDR, too long, didn't read, too long, or was that TLDL, too long, didn't listen, answer to the show, because I had another premium subscriber write in with some feedback recently telling me that I just need to get to the fucking point. I don't think she used the word fucking, but basically, sometimes you beat around the bush and you go on and on and on, just get to the point. And I said, well, how long was the episode? She said, 14 minutes. And I said, well, isn't that short enough? So maybe you guys want shorter episodes out of this. I don't know. But anyway... So when you feel like you need it, well, what the hell does that mean? So if you are somebody, and this is my personal opinion, okay? So we don't give any advice on the show, as always, right? Education, entertainment, yada, yada, yada. But if you are somebody who has a basic employment situation, maybe you're a W-2 worker, you have a 9-to-5 type of job that you go to, you get a W-2 tax form at the end of the year, and maybe you have some savings in a savings account if you listen to the Get Your Money Right segment at the beginning of the year. Perhaps you have it hopefully in a high-yield savings account, so you're getting some decent interest. And as we all know, if you earn over a certain amount, I believe the threshold is still $10 a year in interest, you will get a 1099 INT for interest income. That's another little tax form that you'll get. And you'll need to declare that on your taxes and pay taxes on that interest and so on and so forth. But if that's about, and maybe let's say a brokerage account, maybe you have some non-retirement investments, maybe you're buying some stocks or some mutual funds or ETFs or whatever the case might be, and that's about the extent of your situation, 
then in my personal opinion, as long as you have any sort of financial wherewithal in my, and again, this is my opinion, if you have any sort of financial wherewithal and any inclination to do things yourself, I think that you would probably be best served simply doing exactly that, going online to just any of the big tax software companies, but you could go ahead and utilize one of those services where pretty much they're checking, double checking, triple checking everything for you to make sure nothing seems out of whack. There's really not a ton of planning, right? You had an income, it was a W-2, here's what the numbers are. You kind of can either, in some of those pieces of software now, you can actually import the W-2s and tax forms directly, or maybe, you know, if you're old school and you want to type the numbers in little boxes and make sure that everything matches, but your situation is fairly straightforward. I think that you're okay, maybe not necessarily having a tax advisor, right? So again, basic job, W-2, 1099s from maybe you get an INT for some interest income on savings. Maybe you get a 1099 DIV for dividend income and things of that nature on your brokerage account. You pretty much plug in the numbers that are in the boxes, go through the basic questions and boom, your return is done. Now you could make an argument that that person still needs a tax advisor. And if they do, and again, the costs are going to vary around the country, but you probably shouldn't be paying an astronomical amount for that tax advisor. I would argue you probably don't even need one, okay? That's my opinion. You do you. But if you're somebody who owns a business, if you're somebody who is self-employed, if you're somebody who makes estimated quarterly tax payments, if you're somebody who owns any real estate other than your primary residence, maybe you have some rental properties or some, you know, whether it's short-term rentals or long-term rentals or whatever the case might be, in my opinion, you are an example of somebody who probably needs a tax advisor. Now, do you need the most sophisticated, complicated, you know, costly person out there? No, not necessarily. And there's different types of tax advisors. And perhaps if we get the gentleman on the show that I'm thinking of, we can go through some of these. But normally, the there's tax preparers, right? Then you have enrolled agents, or EA, which is, according to some, like the highest... I don't even know if you'd want to call it a designation, but the highest certification that somebody can have in the eyes of the IRS. Then you have a CPA, which sometimes people use those two interchangeably. They're not necessarily the same thing um, for certified public accountants, right? And most people, if you if you went down the street, I would venture to guess, and you talked to 100 people and said, you know, what if, if you had a tax advisor, would you want an enrolled agent? Would you want a tax preparer? Would you want a CPA? Who would you want? Most people would probably gravitate towards CPA. That would be their default answer. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, that is um, what most people would probably tell you. Although I will also tell you that I know folks that are enrolled agents that are not CPAs who have a certain niche that they specialize in and they do really good work for their clients. They're not necessarily a CPA. They're an enrolled agent. So again, it depends on what somebody's needs are. The more complicated your situation and the more non-traditional your situation and again, this is all my opinion, I would say that the more likely you need a tax advisor. Now, I know there's some people, probably some people listening to this show that have the sort of initial scenario, basic W-2, have some interest, maybe have some you know brokerage account investments, but they just don't want to fuck with it. Okay, well, maybe you need a tax advisor. Maybe you want a tax advisor, right? Maybe we can change the the word need with want. Maybe you just don't want to do it yourself. You don't want to be bothered with it. That's okay. I don't know that you need one based on your situation, but you might need one based on your personality. 
based on your knowledge set, based on your interest in sitting behind a fucking computer and plugging in numbers. Maybe it's worth it for you to pay whatever the fee is, say it's a couple hundred bucks or something, to hire it out, have somebody else do it, trust that they're doing it correctly, and you know, you're off to the races. That's fine. But I would say that the majority of people, and I think Cube Crusher has mentioned this on the show before, could probably do their own taxes because most of them probably have a fairly basic situation. Right. But again, in my opinion, if you get into business ownership, real estate, self-employment, anything like that, that's a little bit more complicated, I would argue that you probably do need a good tax advisor. Now, there are people that specialize in different areas. Okay. I'll give you an example of, well, I'll give you an example from, from my own life. I had worked with a firm and the owner of the firm, it's a small kind of boutique firm that worked with real estate investors. The owner of the firm is an enrolled agent. He's not a CPA. He had been in this space for quite some time. And the one common thing that all of their clients have in common is that they are all real estate investors and or business owners. That's it. They don't really cater to folks that say, hey, you know, I got a W-2 and a 1099 and I have my primary residence and that's it. Not that there's anything wrong if that's your situation, but that's just not the clientele that they serve. And so they had, you know, different packages depending on what somebody needed. So they had kind of a starter type of package for those that just had, you know, fewer than so many rental properties and they wanted to get started with them. They had other ones that were for people that had, you know, a larger portfolio of rentals. And then they had even other ones for folks that had complex operational businesses. And you could pretty much go up the food chain as high as you needed to. And depending on what your needs were, you paid a price accordingly. They did not only tax preparation, which was part of it, but the bigger piece and what I think most folks were really paying for there was the tax planning. And depending on the package that you chose, and I've seen several firms like this, some of them will do a semi-annual call, some of them will do a quarterly call for tax planning. So it's more forward-looking in nature. It's more, hey, here's what I'm thinking about, or these are some things I have going on in my financial life. What do I need to be thinking about from a tax standpoint? How can we optimize to make sure we're doing the things that we need to be doing? Those are two oftentimes different sets of tax advisors. One of them is simply a preparer that's going to put the numbers on a return. The other one's going to be more of a financial strategist that's going to help you think through bigger picture and the tax implications of the decisions that you make. And in this particular case, and there are several of them out there, this was a firm that did both, and you certainly paid for that, right? So that can be a good fit for certain people. And, you know, in our situation, came to the conclusion that we were a little bit more complicated than some of the entry-level packages, but not quite as complicated as some of the top-level packages. And the funny thing was, there were some folks there, there was another gentleman that I worked with for a little while who was also an enrolled agent, and a lot of my questions and things that I wanted to talk about were just a little bit above his head. But for the owner of the firm, again, enrolled agent, super guy, I wasn't one of the top paying clients and one of the top packages that had the most sophisticated situation. So I was basically paying for services that presumably the first individual could provide. And unfortunately, most of the time he couldn't. And I was spending most of the time consulting with and having the owner of the firm deal with our situation. And needless to say, that wasn't exactly the best fit. And so we've mutually agreed that it would make more sense for us to part ways. And we've since brought on a, a new tax advisor who we think is also fantastic and uh, works really well. But 
I guess my point in bringing that up is you need to make sure that the person you have, it's a mutually beneficial relationship and they're serving the needs that you have. I know people in my own personal circle, and I've said this ad nauseum for years. Hey, you really need somebody that specializes in real estate. It does, you don't have to use our people. You don't have to use somebody that I know. You can use whomever you want. But the person that you have, if they're not talking to you about these certain concepts, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And that kind of leads into my next thought, which is price versus value. Okay. There, oftentimes people say, hey, like I had a client one time and she said, you know, this is what I used to pay to do my taxes or have my taxes done. So-and-so is retiring. Somebody else came in and bought the firm. They sent out a letter to all the clients and they said that the new price for tax returns is going to be X. And it was like, I don't know, a few hundred dollars more than she was paying previously. And in her mind, her first gut reaction was, you know, I, I don't think I should be paying that. I can't afford that. Now, whether or not she could truly afford that, that's a different story. But sometimes people were just, we default into thinking certain things. And so maybe that's a good fit for her. Maybe it wasn't. You know, she needs to explore her alternatives. But I don't think she was looking so much at what the value was that she was getting. And presumably the perceived value in this case was not very high. She did not feel like she was getting a certain level of service that warranted and that that price increase was justified. So in that case, and what it sounded like to me during our conversation was it was simply tax preparation. It was not tax planning. And it's not, you know, again, maybe she doesn't. In her case, she really didn't. She had a fairly basic situation in some respects. And in other respects, it was a little bit more complicated, but she probably didn't need a tremendous deal of tax planning. Now, there's other people, myself included, who have absorbed price increases before and not that anybody really likes to see a price increase on anything, whether it's, you know, consumption items like food or coffee or, you know, whatever, but also for professional services. However, if the value is there, you really don't question it. And there have been several times when pricing has gone up for tax advisors that I've had in the past, and I've paid it because I see the value that's there. And some firms, every firm will make a different claim, not to say that you need to have a firm that does this. Sometimes, quite frankly, if a firm does make this claim, maybe you do want to look or run the other way. But there's a lot of them out there, and there's one group in particular that's pretty big into podcasting that will always say, you know, we should be saving you at least 10 times in taxes what you pay us. And that's a pretty good value proposition, right? If you could pour gasoline on a fire and put a $1 bill in and get a $10 bill out, that's pretty good, and most people will continue to do that. And all of a sudden, if you were asked to put a $2 bill in, but you were going to get a $20 bill out, you'd probably continue to do that. And it's not to say that, you know, those two things are going to coincide exactly with each other, but it is, you know, something that is worth considering. So anyway, the point is you need to find, if you do decide that you want slash need a tax advisor, you need to find a person that works well with you. There have been people that I've interviewed, and every now and then, if I go to change tax firms, I, I've interviewed several different people. In my case, I've interviewed a handful of folks that were all tax advisors in their own right. Most of them had their own firms in the real estate space. And I remember there was one gentleman who I just had some fundamental disagreements with. And even some of the things he would say, like technically... Were, could be correct under a perfect set of circumstances, but there was just 
the way that he was presenting the information as though it was too good to be true. And it wasn't because you had to fit certain criteria. So I'll give you an example. There was a guy that I talked to one time who basically said to me, hey, Cashflow King, I can get you a free Roth IRA. That's what he said to me. Now, this guy was also a CFP. He was also a CPA, and he had a bunch of other designations. Really intelligent guy. But to tell somebody you're going to, quote, unquote, get them a free Roth IRA, I mean, that just sounds kind of asinine to me. And what he was talking about was if you invest in real estate in a certain way and you or a spouse becomes a real estate professional and we unlock suspended passive losses against your ordinary income and then we can also stack on a partial Roth conversion, you basically have the ability to potentially take pre-tax dollars, convert them into Roth dollars and pay little to no tax. That's kind of what he was saying. But to say it as, I can get you a free Roth IRA? No, you can't. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? So it was just a little bit misleading. And and some of the things he would say about, you know, you need to buy, and this is on our first call, you need to buy a short-term rental and you need to do this. And you need, and it's like, dude, you don't even fucking know me yet. You know what I mean? And he's trying to be helpful. I get it. But at the same time, to lead off that strongly with what your clients need to be doing or not, and to put things that are somewhat complex into simple statements like that that might be appealing to some people but at the same time being a professional in the industry and realizing where he was going with the Roth conversion thing it's like dude you're not just going to get somebody a free Roth IRA right he should at least elaborate a little bit especially to the average person that probably doesn't really understand what he's alluding to and I just think it's somewhat misleading so needless to say we were not a good personality fit we parted ways amicably and it was on to the next one you know there was somebody else who actually charged some money to have an initial consultation, which, you know, you want to make sure people are serious and they got some skin in the game. So I had no problem with that. And I paid the fee and we get on there and we start talking. And I mean, it just didn't seem, I don't know. There were some questions that I asked, especially about some international investments and things like that, that I have and reporting and whatnot. And she just didn't seem to have the knowledge base for that. And she tried to and I'll give her kudos for this, refer me out to somebody else and ended up re I didn't ask her for this, but she ended up refunding the fee because she couldn't help. And, you know, I wasn't there to waste her time. I was serious. I came with legitimate questions and we had a, we had a conversation, but she decided, you know what? I can't help you. This person might be able to, Oh, by the way, here's your money back. Thanks for reaching out to us. Okay, fine. You know, we move on. So it's going to be different, right? You're not going to necessarily interview a half a dozen firms every time you need a tax advisor. You might just say, fuck it, I'm going down to H&R Block or whatever right down the street, or I'm going to get online and go to Tax Act or TurboTax or whatever. Again, we don't promote any tax service. We don't have any affiliate relationships with anybody. Maybe we should, but we don't. But it's just things to think about, you know? So do I need a tax advisor? I don't know. Do you think you do? Do you even question that you do? Then if that's the case, maybe probably the answer for you is yes. Again, if you fit into any of the buckets that I mentioned at the beginning of the show that lend themselves to more complicated situations, you probably do. If you're in the first camp where everything's super basic, you probably don't unless you don't want to fuck with it. And then maybe you do, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to know, you know, where you want to draw the line and what's important. But I will say that all of our biggest expense collectively as people here in the U.S. especially is probably going to be taxes, So if you do have a situation that is conducive to you being able to save some money on your taxes based on certain strategies that you could implement, if you have the right professional, 
then you absolutely should be able and willing to pay for that professional and those professional services to help you get where you're trying to go. If you want someone that's just going to look back and say, here's what you did, here's where it goes in the form, here's what you owe, or here's what you're getting back, you probably don't need somebody that's all that expensive. You probably don't need anyone that's all that sophisticated, and you could probably get by you know, with some of the, the methods or, or places that I had mentioned. So, yeah, that's it. All right, we'll see you in the next episode. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.